All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number five. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. Guys, episode number five, we have our very first guest today, Brian Pickowitz. Um, he's somebody that I actually went to college with a few years ago, so that's how we know each other. But yeah, I'm super excited, guys. First guest on the show. Yay! Um, I have a lot more guests coming up, but we have an awesome conversation today talking about all things mindset, fitness related. Um, we talk about anxiety. We talk about meditation. Um, we talk about how to stay motivated. So really, um, really cool conversation that I have with him, but without further ado, I guess we will get right on into it and here we go, our guest of the day, guest number one. Right, so Brian Pickowitz, that's how you say it, right? Yes, it is. Yes, uh, so for everyone like tuning in, we actually went to college together, fun fact, like a couple years ago. Uh, yes. You've come a long way since St. A's, um, good old St. A's, so like what What are you doing now? What? What's... So, oh, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, I'm, I'm really grateful to be here, Um I would say that it's it's a multifaceted question because it's taken me a lot to get to this point and there's been a lot of, a lot of things that have happened in this journey but essentially me and my fiance we we have a fitness and lifestyle coaching business that we're creating that we've crafted and that we've launched this year um, but we've been doing online fitness coaching for the last five years and it's been a really amazing and, and fulfilling journey with a lot of challenges and a lot of trials and a lot of things that have come up but it's been really rewarding. And what I focus on is helping people create the foundation that they need in order to live a healthier, more active life. And what I found is with fitness and health, a lot of times we treat the body like a symptom. I go, oh, you're overweight. So therefore treat the body, go exercise, go diet. And there's your, there's your protocol. But it's not often the case that people see change in that way because they're not in a position where they're actually looking at themselves. And they're not analyzing themselves. They're not looking at their habits. They're not looking at their routines. And a lot of people have real lives. So to just be yeah. on a diet and just try to push through doesn't work for people. So after the last five years of coaching, me and my fiance have coached over a thousand people. We're like, hey, let's come together. Let's bring this brand and this business together. And let's um, really try to build something unique in this space that we think that isn't really done. And Right now, we have the Fitness Project, Inc., which is our new company that we've launched, and that's where we've been helping people transform their lives and really get to have that solid foundation in their fitness and their wellness journey. And right now, it's been a really amazing journey, and it's uh, it's gone really well, so we're really grateful for the people we get to help every day. Yeah, well, congrats on that. That's super exciting. Um, that's interesting that you said that um, approaching it as like a symptom is like there's, you know, there's something like wrong with you that you have to kind of fix because I do feel like a lot of your approach, at least from what I've seen, is um, incorporating that like mindset element of viewing things rather than in like a negative light kind of um, as a positive transformation. So that's interesting yeah. that you say that. Well, I think what it comes down to is you have to understand in order to change anything about yourself, you really have to look at your mindset. And you have to approach, it's like my mindset is an interesting word, right? Because it's like, oh, what does that even mean? Like your mindset about it. Well, my mindset is automatically going to be different than your mindset is going to be different than everyone else's. And the way that we coach people is to look at where they're at. So we look at it as long as we have tiers of awareness, right? And there's a, a first stage of awareness where most people are at, like, I just want to get fit and I want to change my body. It's like, great. Like that's so, and if I change my body, I'll be more confident. And what happens is if you've ever lost weight or you've ever been in amazing shape, you'll know that you'll do it and you'll feel better, but you won't be exactly where you want to be. And that's where that mindfulness, that mindset, those habits of, of just overall well, wellness come into play. And when you're able to connect that all, you're able to develop as a human. And that's ultimately what helps you live a more active and fulfilling life is when you feel like you're on a path of progress that goes beyond just losing weight. And so what we focus on is meeting each client where they're at. So I often say like, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely disciplined. Like I used to compete in bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a huge thing for me. And then I realized that that wasn't my lifestyle that I wanted. And now, uh, I mean, last year I ran two half marathons and a marathon. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it, it, it's just, I love pushing myself, but I also love, 
like knowing where I need to be more mindful and not push myself. Like I also, I would say that discipline is a, it's not an elevator, it's a staircase. Oh, I like that. Because people will be like, oh, discipline, boom, I'm going to start a workout program. And they're like, I'm going to go to a hundred. I'm going to train six days a week. I'm going to do the crash diet. I'm going to get there. And it doesn't work that way. No, but never. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a staircase, right. You think, oh, well, Hey, I'm not, uh, I used an example of a post today. It's like reading for me was really hard to build as a habit because I used to see like, oh, well, the, I saw like all these stupid posts that everyone makes, like the average millionaire reads a book oh, a day yeah. <laughs> a week. And I remember thinking, all right, well, I got to, I want, I want to be successful. I want to like, you know, make something of myself. So I got to do that. And so I remember it was like Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within was like the first book I grabbed it off the shelf. And it's like 560 pages. In order for me to read that in a day, I would have had to read like 75 pages. And I tried <laughs> to, and I failed miserably. And I never built that habit until I came back and said, hey, like maybe I can do like five pages or like a chapter a week. And then once you get the ball moving, then you can actually make progress. And I think that looking at fitness and health and well-being in that way makes it so it's approachable for everyone. That's so true. Because I know like even for me, like when I first started getting into it, I wanted to like do everything at once, like do it all. Like I want to train for half a half marathon. I'm going to run like nine miles today, like that kind of thing. And it's, it's so not the right way to approach it. Like thinking that you can tackle everything all at once. And it's okay to also kind of like take a step back and sort of have a moment of self-acceptance where you're like, you know what? It's okay. If it's just like small little baby steps, cause that's, what's going to be more sustainable. I feel like, cause yeah. otherwise you're going to get so overwhelmed. Well, and then the blend is realizing when you're not like when you're, when you're, I think it's, I call it discipline versus grace. Like, for me as a coach and as an entrepreneur and as a fitness enthusiast, there's times where like my chief pillar is, has to be sleep. Like if I don't get yeah. more than six and a half hours of sleep, like it's bad for everyone. And it's really bad for me, right? Like let's yeah. just call it what it I'm is. the same way. And, 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 but there's times where I'll be incongruent. Like, okay, I didn't get, I didn't get the things done or like I had this meeting late at night or whatever it is. Like, even if it's just like, you know, you're having a good time with friends. And I'll be like, okay, well, I can only get six hours of sleep tonight. I'll be disciplined and I'll follow through there. But if it happens a second night and it's like, oh, two nights with six and a half or six hours of sleep, I need to give myself the grace to know, like, it's also discipline to sleep. It's yeah. also discipline to take a week off. Like, it's also discipline to give your body rest. It's also discipline to know, like, hey, I'm going to stretch today instead of go and do that run because that's what my body needs. And I think it's really important for people like I, and this is my belief that people, people thrive when they go after something that's challenging. Like when you're going after something that is challenging, that's super exciting for your overall well being. And my whole thing is I think that it's like, I try to walk the balance of people who are over the top discipline. Like mm-hmm. you wake up at 4am every day. I love waking up at 4am. doesn't happen yeah. every day. Sometimes life doesn't work that way. So 4am wake up times, crushing runs, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. I embrace that. But I also know like, if you're not doing it this way, like this isn't sustainable for most people. And the other side of that equation is extreme. Like, I would almost say lack of ambition. Like, oh, I'm just going to like take it easy on myself and I'm not going right. to push very hard. And I'm just going to, but like, I've talked to clients who are confused. Like I want to love myself, but I also want to do like really intense things. So I'm getting this conflicting message from fitness and it's like, why don't you just do both? Like, yeah. why, like just, just find a way to do both and understand which part of your journey you're at, because you might have to learn how to love yourself or you might have to learn how to, step back and give yourself grace or you might be in another season where it's like okay like I've learned to love myself I feel really good in my skin or or I feel confident or I finally feel like I'm in control of my habits and let's turn up the discipline a little bit so I find that that balance is really key for people balance is so key and also like everyone's in a different place too like you could see someone someone killing it here like doing whatever they're doing and like that works for them that's fine but you might be totally different like I know for me I had a really hard time like taking rest days and like taking the time to stretch because I always wanted to just go, go, go. And like, I always 
kind of put the pressure on myself, like more so than anyone else. So grace is a huge part of that, like just kind of accepting that, like, this is what my body needs right now. And it's okay if it's not like crushing a workout or, you know, running a bunch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a huge thing that um, makes it sustainable so that you can actually see long-term progress. Yeah. Rather than just like a quick fix, like a lifestyle change. Yeah. And so exactly. much of it is your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not going to see progress. If you run yourself into the ground, you're going to say, screw it. This isn't working. Yeah. You're never going to want to do it again. You'll be like, ah, screw it. I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. So I totally, totally agree with that. Um, so like, how did you, what made you want to, you know, pursue all this? Like I know in college you were a gym rat, like worked out all the time. I think you were bodybuilding then too, right? Yeah. Well, so uh, when I was in college, I got, well, really what happened is I got into school. I want to study politics and go to law school after school. And, um, I didn't have any confidence. Like I remember having such bad anxiety because I, I grew up in a small town. I was really great athlete in that area, but for whatever reason, when I got to college, I was really anxious about like connecting with people and, I don't know. It's just this weird little mindset that I was in and I was always traveling home for work. I was always traveling home to like go see like old friends and so on. And I uh, remember thinking back in my mind, I was like, I really want to play college football. Like I really want to do that. I know I'm good enough. And I just kind of had this doubt. And so I started to train. I started to train. I started to train. I started to train. I remember going home at one point and I got jumped at a party by some old friends who no longer oh my God. like, yeah, I got jumped by five guys at a party. That's not a burger reference. It was really five guys. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, and I just remember thinking like, huh, like I don't ever want to be back here. And I, I never want to be in the position where I can't, I, I, not that I can't fend for myself, but I never want to be in a position where I feel like I'm hanging out with people who don't have my best interests at heart. And I really wanted to change my life. And so I started to expand my vision of what I wanted in my life. And I um, started reading like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography. And I started to really get into fitness and training. I said, I'm going to get myself strong enough to walk on the football team. And I walked on the football team, made the team. Um, I was just kind of a machine who ran around. <laughs> I, didn't, like, I didn't get much playing time, especially because I didn't know what was going on. But <laughs> it was something that really meant a lot to me. But when I was in college, I worked a full-time job while I played football. So I was doing all these things and I was really fascinated with how it felt to bodybuild, like seeing my body change, seeing the tangible progress that it led to. And there were so many different challenges when I was in school that fitness became a positive way to, for me to anchor myself. So I was like, you know, that was my anchor. That was my outlet. That was something that gave me a light at the end of the tunnel. And it was actually really neat because I ended up quitting football, quitting football to pursue bodybuilding. And oh, wow. I started to prep for my first show. And as I was prepping for my first show, this is before there was ever online influencers or online fitness coaches or anything like that. And I started to document my journey. And I started to have people who wrote me for advice. So I was like, you know, I'd been thinking about business. I started my own company. And I was like, why don't I start personally training people? Like, why don't I just like start doing this and see what happens? And then uh, it just kind of blossomed from there. I was, I was really grateful and lucky because I got a full ride my last year of school. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So St. A's sponsored me as like, it's like the Malucci scholarship. Or oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they, and they give away a scholarship and they give to me because um, both my parents had MS or my dad had mm -hmm. MS. My mom had her own health ailments. Uh, I was working two jobs full time going to school. Oh That's why I quit football. And and it just, it was a really great blessing for me. And so I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Let's see how this works. And I launched my first online coaching business and it started to do really well. Like it was mostly personal training at first in my hometown. And like, I, I sold like 10 hours worth of the slots. So like mm -hmm. I was working 10 hours a day training people. Um, and wow. I just, just kind of like was going through it, but I, I prepped for my first show. I won um, I got like, I won the junior category and, and so on. And it just kind of became a passion for me. And I realized as I was thinking like, Oh, I want to go to do politics because I want to study and, and learn how to help people. I was like, this is a really tangible way to change people's lives. And especially if you are going beyond the surface and you're really talking about like how they change their mindset, how they change their health and looking at it from a holistic life standpoint. And yeah. I graduated school and I had a job offer from Tesla 
to go and sell cars in Boston. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, do I, I was like, that's really comfortable. It's really cool. Um, yeah. But is that what I want to do? And so I decided to take a leap of faith and I went fully online because I couldn't, there was no gyms in the area that would let me train out, like train people there. They were all like, yeah. no, you can't do that. You have to work here. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go online. And um, our business blew up and my fiance started coaching people. And then uh, the ambition was to move to Los Angeles. So we, because everything was online, we moved from New Hampshire to Los Angeles. Um, we lived in Santa Monica for two years and that was really transformational and wow. just continued to grow and grow. And then last year we kind of looked at it and said like, you know, we're doing two different businesses essentially. Like Lindsay had Rego Fit and I had BB Fitness and we're like, we're doing two different things. And this is a, uh, an awareness as a human being realizing like, I'm really good at one thing and my fiance is really good at another thing. Like Lindsay is so good at that like details and organization and I'm really visionary and and understanding people and like all those different pieces and so we've decided to come together and that was kind of what um what's led us to this point here in Dallas yeah you guys are like thriving seriously I took a look at the um the fitness project website um and I I love how you are approaching it like you said like holistically like because I feel like so many of these programs you know not to throw shade at anyone they focus on like the physical you know, the visceral what's in front of you, like physically that you can see like, oh, grow a big butt or get, you know, six pack abs. But it's like, okay, well, what's going on up here? Because they're so interconnected. So that's so cool that you're doing that. I'm really grateful that that shines through because uh, yeah. I think that we, we try to really connect with people. Um, I think it really matters, especially, I mean, I don't, I don't need to make a statement about the current affairs that we're in, but I think that people don't talk to people. And I think that coaches don't spend enough time talking to their clients they they almost see their clients sometimes as an inconvenience. Like I joined a mastermind when I was in LA with a bunch of um, online, more like life coaches and business coaches, but there were some fitness coaches and I get it from a physique standpoint. Cause that was like what I used to do. Like, yeah. all right, get shredded body build, boom. But a lot of people like, that's not what they want. They want, and they, and when they're challenged, so many other, they've worked with trainers in the past who aren't empathetic. They've worked with trainers in the past who are just like, go do it. And it's like, hey, if it, it, I, I understand myself so much to know, like, if I'm not doing something, like, let's say, like, I don't know, let's say it's taxes. It's like, I got to do my taxes. And I'm like, all right, no one wants to do their taxes. I know why I don't want to do my taxes. Like, yeah. And, and if I don't know why and I keep stopping myself from doing something that I'm putting off, well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why you're not doing something and whether that's your business or your health or your relationships, like there's some kind of emotional attachment to the opposite end of that, that's stopping you from moving forward. And so what we help people do, it's like a good example is we had, I had a coaching call with one lady who was in our fitness project six week program. And that's really like the foundational program that we start people on. And she, she was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, your challenge, she wasn't making progress and she wasn't doing the things that she wanted to and so on. And I asked her, I was like, okay, well, you know, let's walk through this. And she's like, well, I just, I just hate where I'm at and I hate my body and I'm tired of being this way. And I'm just, I'm so frustrated and I just don't want to be here anymore. And that's why I'm changing. And I'm like, okay, well, so what is it? How does that feel? Like, what would you say, what emotion would you say is driving that? She's like, oh, it's fear and it's sadness. I was like, okay, so what do you need to experience more in order to motivate yourself consistently? You're going to need more fear and sadness in order to motivate yourself because your motivation is to get away. And, it, and it's nothing that's compelling about that because you haven't asked yourself, like, what would be exciting? Like, what do I actually want to create? What would make me feel better? What would get me a certain outcome? Like, what would that certain outcome be? But so many people focus on that negative of what they don't want, that when you ask them what they want, they don't have an answer. So as soon as we shift, I said, okay, that's what you don't want. That's great. We have clarity there. What do you want? She just like 180 was like, oh, well, I want to be like this and I want to be like that. And, and she had a compelling vision and now she's worked with us and she's just sent me a text message before this. And she's like, Oh, I'm enjoying wine and cheese and, and some crackers today as a part of my diet. And I'm down five pounds and I feel so much better. And I'm so grateful that I have this self-control and it's like, Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. And that's so, how it should be. Yeah. It's, and so that's why I say like, I think some people have been guilted 
into thinking that because they can't do something that that means they're a failure. And it's like, no, you just haven't found the right way. And I think that the more we connect with real people and we talk to them about their problems and, uh, and obviously it's what we do is not like therapy. It's not, um, it's not diving into people's past trauma. It's understanding where they're at and getting them forward. But I think that when you look at helping people and just being genuine about connecting with them, things become a lot easier for both parties. Yeah, definitely. And also like flipping around how you view things too, because a lot of people are, like you said, conditioned to almost view things in a place of like restriction of like, I can't have this. I can't, I can't do this or, um, kind of dwelling on the negative. And I'm someone too, who totally, um, thinks about things on like the positive side rather. And it's taken a long time to like kind of unlearn thought patterns of like thinking in a restrictive way and and thinking about things more so of like, what's going to serve me best. Like, like you said, what do I want? So it is, a lot of it is honestly how, how you perceive what it is that you want to get to. So, yeah. And just remove the drama. Like it doesn't have to be stressful. It's like, go, if you're not there yet right now, that's cool. That's all right. And I think that, I think that the great thing is that once you learn how to do that here, you can learn how to do that everywhere else. You can learn how to do it with your finances. You can learn how to do it with your relationships. You can learn how to do it with your career. Like, if you're not where you want to be and you realize that you can change your physical body, then now you have a template that works that you can use in other areas of life. And I think that that's really, at least my end goal is to teach people that. Yeah. That's like super transformative too. Like anything you said, if you, if you ever view yourself as like stuck, like I, I felt the same thing. Cause I worked in healthcare advertising before I, mm. you know, decided to take a leap of faith. And I was like, this is, this can't be what it's all about. Like I felt so far removed from my purpose. I didn't even really know what it was, but I just felt like I wasn't really helping people. And it just felt, I was really viewing things in that like negative frame of like, this sucks. Like I hate, you know, taking the train into the city, like working 70 hours a week, like whatever. Um, but then I decided to kind of like, I got really into the law of attraction again and I had kind of lost sight of it over the years, but then I rediscovered it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to get certified. I'm going to do this. And once I kind of um, flipped my mindset around and started focusing more so on like the abundance of what was coming and um, not dwelling on like the lack of things, that's when I started to notice a change and like feel confident mm-hmm. in myself and more content. You know, love that. That's powerful. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. So I was actually curious too because I saw that you do a lot of like meditation stuff. Mm. Um, so what got you into meditation? Um, Tim Ferriss. I follow a lot of Tim Ferriss. So do you know who Tim Ferriss is? I know the name. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be able to like understand how much context it needed to be, but Tim Ferriss is a really successful author. He wrote the four hour work week. Um, he has, oh, a, okay, yeah. he has a successful podcast about, um, essentially high performers and what their habits are and, uh, how to distill like the habits that high performers have. And I remember when I first started bodybuilding, I had a mentor who was somewhat into the online coaching space. He was kind of a, I would say, I would say revolutionary in our area. Like he had back before Instagram was a thing. He had 20,000 followers. Um, oh, wow. like, and he, this was must've been like 2015. So he, you know, he had like 150,000 followers on Facebook and like, he was just like really successful in that setting of things. So he had talked to me about, like he had kind of mentored me and guided me and gave me some advice on like, Oh, have you tried meditation? And I thought it was really powerful for me because when I first started, like, it's interesting. Like when I first was in college, I had this weird thing where I had a lot of anxiety because I started to post content. I started to build my business and like people on campus would kind of like make fun of me and they were like, they would make fun of me. They would, uh, and they never think like, they had probably thought it was something else, but like they would always call me BP fitness instead of like, my name is Brian. Like, Oh I'm really? Dude, I'm yeah. Person. I'm a person. Like my name is not like, I'm not a company. I'm a person and treat me that way. Yeah. And, um, and I always felt like there was this expectation for me to show up a certain way. Like I, I, no one ever like got to know me. So I always felt like I kind of wore a mask and it was really uncomfortable for me to not know, to not know how to like present myself. And that was just like a part of my journey because I, um, yeah, I just think that I had built up in my own mind that I needed to be something like I couldn't just like relax and be a person. So between that and my business and there was a lot of like family challenges that came up for me. Um, I had a lot of anxiety and I didn't know what it was. And I started to experience like a mild, I had like a mild panic attack. And I was like, wow, like 
this isn't good. And I started to meditate because I found that it gave me like a center. Like I was in a really toxic place. When I first started my business after college. I mean, I had no, I had no money. I had no <laughs> real resources or anything like that. And I didn't have any habits. So what I would do every morning is I would sit down with my whiteboard and I would have like my yearly goals, my monthly goals and my daily goals. And I would always rewrite the daily goals and then meditate and just look at like, what am I producing? What am I creating? And it started to really become something that was transformative for me because as I started to do that more and more, I realized that things started to go better and better. And over the years, and that was like five years ago, so four, four years ago, and as I've kind of moved through different phases of my life, I've realized that there's certain habits and patterns that I have that I do not want to hold on to. And it was really powerful, like with bodybuilding, for instance. Like I went from being a competitive bodybuilder, pursuing, like, I was really good at it. And um, I realized like I, that's not my life. Like I don't want that life. I don't want what that looks like. And it took me about, I would say, a year to, to really rework those habits. Um, what happened was I was used to eating 4,000 calories a day and that was like my like off season and I had wow. no idea what a relationship with food was because I could eat whatever I wanted yeah. and and I could train however I wanted. I would spend a couple hours at the gym a day and it was just this bodybuilding lifestyle and I was like after I was done, I didn't realize that I had these habits. And I always had a pretty good relationship with food. Like I never like would go out and binge eat or like, like I never was like extreme in that sense. So like I had some fairly like good groundings. Right. But it took me realizing that like, oh, I'm no longer my body. Like when, when, when that happened, like I remember I got injured. So like I got, I put on like 20 or 30 pounds and like I couldn't train for like a month and just all these things were just incongruent. I was like, oh, well, in order to really understand my habits, I need to start like getting to like bring my awareness to them. Yeah. Um, and forces you to go inward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just being able to see also like meditation is a really great tool for being able to see like when things are present. It's like, it's like hitting off a baseball tee, like mindfulness is a really great tool to use and practice throughout the day because then when you're it's like it's like hitting off a baseball tee like if you want to hit a 90 mile an hour fastball like and you've never stepped to the plate then you're going to strike out every time and that's how we often approach our habits like i'm just going to like try to do the best i can i'm going to try to make it work then you get into a stressful situation or you get into something that confronts that and that's that 90 mile an hour fastball that you've never you've never tried never practiced so why would you hit it whereas meditation and mindfulness is a really great way to practice so like every morning if you practice your meditation then you have that awareness to take with you throughout the day and then that way, when you have a stressful situation, you have a conversation or someone sets you off then you can step back and be like, okay, like what is real and what's actually in this experience that I'm putting, like what meaning am I putting into this? Yeah. That's pushing me the wrong way. And it, I find that it's a really great tool to be able to step back from that. So that's something that we teach our clients in the fitness project is just how to be generally mindful. Um, I don't, I don't make people meditate. Um, as a practice you know what I mean I think yeah. it has to be something that people want to embrace but what we've found is that the clients who do embrace it especially during this season like we have about 50 clients that we work with right now at a time um and we didn't lose a single client during COVID-19 wow. and we didn't lose a single client and all of our clients were writing us during this experience saying like the habits and foundation that you set up with us are, are the things that are keeping me in place right now. And it's, it's seeing like, yes, like those are the foundational habits that I find really anchor us towards where we want to go. And so that's meditation is one of those. Yeah. And that must be so rewarding too, to know that, you know, you still have everybody, you know, on your team, on your side. And a huge part of that is honestly, like meditating has been so transformative for me too. Like I, I always love seeing when I, um, I always like track my heart rate. And my resting heart rate always drops down. Like if I meditate consistently for like a week at a time, it, I can yeah. literally see like um, a chart of my resting heart rate drop. And it just kind of, it puts you in a, in almost like a, a vibrational state. I'm a firm believer of like vibrational energies. 
Um, and yeah. I think that it just kind of puts you in a state where you're not so reactionary. Like you said, when mm. things when things come up to kind of have the grace to accept things for what they are and understand that like the meaning you assign to them, shit happens, right? But it's kind of yeah. how you respond to it. And I think that meditating is a great way to like recenter yourself so that when stuff does happen, because it will, you're able to handle it a little more gracefully. How, so for you, how do you meditate? Like, is it like a mindfulness? Is it... Um... Uh, more of a transcendental meditation? Like, what do you use? It's probably not transcendental. I, I kind of wish that would be cool. But um, <laughs> for me, like, I use the app Calm. I, I don't know if you are familiar with it. But, um, yeah. yeah, so they have, like, a lot of guided meditations on there. Um, and if I want to do a guided meditation, I'll do that. Other times, I'll play, um, like, healing frequencies, like 432 hertz or 528 hertz. Um, I don't mm. know if you know anything about, like, healing music or healing frequencies. I, I don't. That's very interesting. Yeah. What, you so should check it out. Um, basically, <laughs> yeah, no, basically, um, there's, uh, to get more into it, um, they're called solfeggio frequencies. It's like an ancient nine scale, uh, tone. And a lot of it was linked to, um, like sacred healing music, like ancient, um, hymns and whatnot. So all of those frequencies like resonate at a certain vibration. So like the theory behind it is that if you listen to that, then it'll kind of change what's going on in your body at a molecular level. Mm. So, um, I, I listen to those a lot when I meditate. And sometimes when I listen to those, I can literally feel like pulsating, like through my body, which is kind of crazy, but, um, okay. yeah, it's either like a guided meditation or I just will, uh, listen to healing music and then either like go through like a visualization process in my mind of like what my goals are. Like you had your whiteboard, you said for like your yearly goals, monthly goals, that kind of thing. So I don't know, kind of depends how I feel, but I definitely notice a difference. Like when I consistently stick with it. Love that. Yeah. I yeah. think I mean, that's kind of how I meditate. I don't, I don't like guided meditations very much. Um, I have a hard enough time. Like I, I just want to, it's not that I have a hard enough time being in my own head, but I, I want, I want to build the mastery over myself. And yeah. I found that from my experience and maybe, you know, what, it's, it's, a, it's total BS. I heard someone say it one time and it really resonated with me. They're like, Oh, I don't like having other people in my head. I'm like, you know what? I would get down with that. And since <laughs> then I've never really tried, I've tried a couple of guided meditations, but I've always been more of a mindful meditator. Like I sit, I observe, um, I try to bring awareness to like what I want to experience. And it's very fascinating once you start asking yourself, like, where am I at? And you start to see how your thoughts, like just even thinking a negative thought influences mm -hmm. the way that you feel and how that feeling can just sit with you. And so, it will like multiply too. If you have, uh, I know yeah. for me, if I have one negative thought, like you, you can feel, you feel that like uh, emotion and that energy that's attached to, it, and then you like carry it with you. Yeah, well, and I think what's interesting is, so, and I say this as, like, talking to people who might listen to this, is, like, I think it's fascinating if you're like, oh, well, we just think positive thoughts. It's like, no, it's bringing awareness to your negative thoughts. That is far more important than thinking positive thoughts because yeah. it's almost like what I observe it as is almost, and this sounds interesting how I describe it to clients, it's almost like if I'm here and my negative, my negative emotions or feelings are, like, here, and I'm just sitting there and, like, looking at them, uh, a good example is me and my fiance are buying a home and we're getting ready to purchase our first house. And I got advice from my parents that was totally scarce and fearful of like, don't buy a house right now. This isn't the right time. Yeah. Like, make sure you have this, make sure you have that. And it's just not my reality. Like it's not the reality that I want anymore. It's, and it's not like it's anything bad about them. It's just, that's not me. It doesn't like, resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it was interesting, like for the next 24 hours, like I was feeling that, that whole sense of scarcity and fear and anxiety. And I just was like, told Lindsay, I was like, huh. And it was very, very interesting to see like how that's that single interaction is making me feel. And instead of getting caught in it and judge, it's like, I have a, um, I would say she's a friend, but she's been like a, a coach for meditation that Lindsay and I have worked with. And she talks about how judgment makes things sticky. So like once you start judging a feeling or a thought, it becomes sticky because then you start judging yourself or feeling guilty for judging it. And, and so when you start to see that, like I didn't judge like the fact that I was feeling that way. I was just like, huh, that's really interesting. And I think that, I think that that's the first step to changing 
how you approach different aspects of your life. It's not to judge yourself, it's to observe. And yeah. you can train that in meditation, then it becomes easier to separate yourself. Because then it's then then the next step is how do I get myself back to a positive emotion? Like how do I or a better emotion, right? Like if you're if you're angry, how can you get frustrated? Like how can you go from anger to just being like Or even like a place of like neutrality. Like even yeah, that is like a annoyed. Step. Yeah, I'm just annoyed with this anger right now. And and I think that people think, oh, I need to get positive. And how do I think positive thoughts? And they judge themselves for not being positive and blissful. And it's like, like I'm not positive and blissful in this interview or this podcast. I'm just content. Like, I'm enjoying yeah. it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm optimistic. Like, I'm not, like, elated and just, like, yeah. holy hell, this is, like, the, the pinnacle of my life. I'm just yeah. like, hey, this is fun. And I think that to remove some of the pressure makes life a lot easier. It totally does. And also, like, it's that's such a place of self-awareness, too, to just even recognize that you are having, like, a negative emotion. Because the first step of it for me was, like, becoming aware of my thought patterns. So I would, like, go about my day and be like, oh, I'm trailing off on, like, a negative mindset. And just, like, to be aware of it and to not, like put it in a box of like, Ooh, this is bad. I can't think that, but to just like know where your mind will wander to, like you said, that's like such a huge first step. Cause so many people, you don't realize even as you go through your day, how, how your mind can wander off in that way. And then it can just yeah. like take, take control. Yeah. That's a pretty powerful thing to really, uh, bring and just be aware of, I think in it's practice, right? It's like, yeah, this definitely. is, this is the byproduct of like my awareness for me is the byproduct of, uh, you know, five years and tremendous amounts of failure. Uh, you know, like moving, moving from New Hampshire to Los Angeles was so intense. And, oh my gosh, I'm sure. And Lindsay and I, like at one point, like we're like, Oh, well, we're not making any revenue. We're not signing any clients. And I was like, why the hell is that? Well, it's because I was bodybuilding and that wasn't resonating with the people that I wanted to help. And that, me so much anxiety and that caused me so much fear and that caused me all this pain and it's like oh I don't like this so rather than sitting with it I need to figure out how to rework it and and there's like countless parts of my journey that have been like that so that's how I got to the other side is by sitting down like I have a box full of notebooks that have just been like hey like where the hell are you dude like what's going on like how how are like what 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 are you experiencing right now like where are you at where do you want to go and I think that the more that we sit with ourselves and bring bring our awareness to ourselves or just even ask ourselves hard questions or get around people who ask hard questions like sitting with people who make you feel like you can do things that are unimaginable and impossible, but also are willing to challenge you. Like I have a really great mentor in my life. Uh, Lindsay and I moved to Dallas because we had a client that wanted us to live with them. So I have a client that I've lived with twice for, so for two months in the past. Uh, me and Lindsay moved in with her and uh, we oh, worked wow. with his fiance and or his wife and his family essentially and uh, it was a really great experience and him and I have built like this really great relationship so I work exclusively with him in person and everything else is online and uh he had this one point where he's like hey like why the hell are you doing this this way and what is wrong with you and like you really need to think about this and I was just like huh and the next day I totally like it was an example of like something that we were doing as far as like our look our feel this that and the other thing and it's just like Okay, I appreciate that. And I think getting around people who push you and don't let you off the hook and aren't yeah. negative. Like it's so important to have people in your life who aren't negative. And, and people I just that hold you accountable. On, yeah. And, but people in the, who, who, like I've had, I've had really great mentors and I've had people who have mentored me that weren't really great. The really great mentors are the ones who reach you where you're at, meet you where you're at, and want to see you get better, but they understand that there's steps like they don't, and they don't dive in, but the, the non-great mentors I've had are people who are just like, well, ah, let's hope for the best. And they give you a little bit of advice and they, they, they hope for the best. And it's better than nothing, right? You're better yeah. to have, you're better to have a mentor that kind of helps you than someone who's just in your past and is no longer helping you. Um, but yeah, I've had people who just, they don't take time to get to know you. And I think that a good friend, a good friend, really, someone who takes the time to get to know where you're at and then directs you and, and then 
helps hold you accountable towards actually stepping up to reach your potential. Yeah. Cause there has to be like some sort of middle ground between like, you need to do this, 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 and this, this fast. And the totally like laissez-faire approach where like, yeah, I mean, if you do it like cool, if you don't like whatever, like there has to be a middle ground in order to keep people consistent with something. So that's a good point. Yeah. And, and approaching it as a friendship too. And just like genuinely, like we're all humans getting to know where someone's at emotionally, mentally, you know, how they feel about themselves first and foremost, and like transforming that, you know, it's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. So what do you do with meditation now? Do you have any like uh, programs for anyone or any tips for people looking to meditate? Yeah. I mean, what I would say is if you're looking to start meditation, I would I would articulate what you want the benefit to be. Like, what do you feel like you need? Set your intention. Uh, There's a million different great guided meditations that you can use. So uh, I I don't really have great advice on that. Just pick one and see what happens. Uh, I would also treat it like going to the gym. If you're going to the gym, you're not going to dive into the 50 pound dumbbells and try to curl them. You're going to start with tens and you're going to do three sets and you're going to be like, Okay, I'm going to go to the next thing. And I think meditation is the same thing, but for your mind. So at first, if it's uncomfortable, don't judge yourself, just observe. Yeah. You start to feel yourself judging yourself or anything like, ah, oh, that's a stressful thought. Why am I having that thought? Like there's times where I think like absolutely obscene things. Like why am I thinking mm-hmm. about the, the theme song to my favorite cartoon when I was like 12 years old? Yeah. Why, why is it in my head? Or like some other like outlandish things just make no sense. Or I'll start thinking about sports, and I'm like, yeah, Tom Brady is like the greatest athlete of all time. Like, like or something you know, stupid things. Yeah. And and it's being able to be like, huh, that's interesting that that's my like that's where I'm at, and then just come back. And so I think that that first stage, not ex- like you don't meditate. I at least I don't. I don't meditate to have like this blissful, transcendent like experience every time. It's just more yeah. of like getting myself in control, setting my intentions and then understanding how I want to move throughout the day. And I think that makes the world a difference. Yeah. Centering yourself. That's the main goal. I mean, at least it is for me. Like you said earlier, I'm not like looking to have this like, you know, crazy psychedelic like experience. Um, but yeah, no, I, for me, it's more of just like centering for the day. Um, so you said you do it in the morning, right? Yeah. I, I tend to do it for, it's part of my morning routine. Yeah. I usually do it in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon, especially now that like hanging out at home uh I do it in the afternoon but yeah it's it is a lot of it is like non-judgmental curiosity right of like watching your thought patterns and it's so uncomfortable the first time you do it I I feel like the first time I did it I was like this is so weird like I don't know what to think I don't know what to do and it's it takes a while to like in the same way that you train your body and it takes a while for your muscles to adapt to you know the tension you're putting them under it's kind of the same thing for your mind it's going to take a while for your mind to adapt to this new you know thing that you're introducing so take time absolutely yeah yeah so you get anything else yeah yeah start with some training wheels then you'll be able to ride the bike yeah i like that you compare it to like working out at the gym too because i feel like not many people think of it that way so that's cool yeah well it's like like anything else people try to compare themselves to where everyone else is at and that's not helpful yeah oh no that's the worst yeah cool um do you have any other like tips for people to how they can stay motivated right now with uh, the lockdown situation? Uh, I think that you got to be mindful of what you're consuming mentally. Um, I think that you need to go and talk to people and treat them like regular people. I think that that helps. I think that one thing that I find to be extremely motivating is realizing that this is a moment in time for leaders to step up. And I think whether that's stepping up by being positive, stepping up to help people in need, like there's so much negative bullshit in the environment and there's no need for it. Like yeah. when I when what happened for me is I went to a Tony Robbins event, March 16th. I flew to San Jose from San, uh, from, from Dallas and I got there and I realized the event had been canceled. So I was in San Jose. I didn't have my ID because all I had was my passport. We were, oh, in the middle, no. <laughs> we were in the middle of a launch for the fitness project and I find out like everything's getting shut down. So like the pandemic had hit, 
this was all shut down. That was all shut down. Like NBA, NBA closed. I was like, it was like a bad movie. It was yeah. like, this is gonna, <laughs> I'm going to get stuck here. It's going to be the worst experience. Like in everywhere I'm Ubering, like it's dark, it's shady. People are listening to NPR. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. And um, I just remember like getting, not stressed, but being like in a, like, in the environment like i need to get home like in a fear i was in fear a little bit yeah and um i told Lindsay, i was like all right we booked our flight for like 24 hours after because i was supposed to be there for four or five days i didn't know if i was gonna get back like i didn't know like how are things gonna change in the next five days yeah and what's that gonna look like so i booked my flight home but i still had like 10 hours there so i was like i'm just gonna go for a hike so i just went for a hike and I went for this nice hike. It's beautiful out. I'm in San Jose. I'm in Palo Alto. And uh, I sat down on this hill and I just meditated. And I just, like, got myself together. And then I, like, had, like, this moment where I was like, oh, like, oh, shit. Like, I need to, like, I need to get, like, myself together because I have employees. I have clients. Like, every one of my clients' life is about to change like that. Yeah. Like, and I don't think, I don't think people knew how much things were going to change. They were like, oh, well, things would be, and I was like, I told Lindsay, I was like, I remember I called my assistant coach, because we have an assistant coach who works for us now, and I was like, she was living in New York City, and I was like, hey, like, things are going to get really intense right now. I really would love it if you had, like, some way to get out of there, because she was working at Equinox. Oh, um, okay. New, City. New like, York's really the worst place to be, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. why I was like, I really think that you you should consider like maybe going home or or maybe finding a way like before it got bad, like as like, before it gets like really bad, like I think you should consider going home, and she did. Um, but it was just like this moment of like extreme ownership of like, hey, like I'm a person and I'm in control of myself, and I have people that look up to me, and at the same time. I have a responsibility as a citizen of the United States to actually be a positive influence on people around me. And I think that we need to remember that. It's like, I just don't believe that there's anything that, that's worth being divided over that can't be overcome yeah. if we talk to people. And I think the more that we take time to talk to each other, the more that we take time to look at each other and say, hey, hey like, what is your point of view? well can we find a middle ground and i think that the more that we talk to people and actually trying to be empathetic and understanding the more that we can see things through and i think that that's part of leadership and i think that there's something motivating about realizing that you're like you are a hundred percent in control of your life and yeah. i just i just refuse to live any other way so there's been a lot of challenges like even like with this like my grandfather passed away uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, I'm sorry. And yeah, well, thank you. And um, yeah. I couldn't go home. And I was like, there was just all these different things that I was like, you know, is, am I going to embrace the feeling of like, what is happening here? Or am I going to do what I can from where I'm at? So like for me, like what I could do is I, I FaceTime my parents every week. I call my brother like every day. I talk to him every day. I call my grandmother like, I, I think that we forget how much power we have over our circumstances, even if that's 1% in the right direction. And so from a motivation standpoint, I would just try to get 1% better every day. That's a great tip. And like taking the power back too, because it is so easy to get caught up in like whatever the media is portraying. And even when this first started, like I remember the, the first day that Orange Theory closed and I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't even know how long it was going to go on. Like it was just like crazy. And I had, I was so fearful like those first few days. And then I kind of like sat with it for a little bit and I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, what am I like actively still in control of my, how I respond to things, how I interpret things, how I perceive them and, and what I can do to still help people like from home. And it kind of gave me the push to like take the the leap and like start this up because mm. I was afraid to start this. I was afraid that people wouldn't want to listen to me that, you know, I wasn't interesting enough or, you know, I had so much self-doubt, but I said, you know what, like I am so passionate about showing people the connection between their physical fitness and their mindset that I was like, you know what, there's never going to be a right time, right? I, I'm a firm believer in that. You, there's never going to be a right time if you're always just sitting there waiting for it. So um, this kind of like forced me to like step outside of my comfort zone and, and 
start doing what I'm really passionate about. And I think a lot of people are kind of like waking up to maybe what they're passionate about now that they've had time to like sit with themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just remembering that you, you, you have more control than you may think over yourself. Yeah. And even if that's just, even if that's just one simple decision, yeah, it's just, it's, it's one step ahead of where you were. I think that matters. Small steps matter big time. Small steps equal big progress. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, um, where can, where can people find you if they want to, you know, do the fitness project, uh, anything like that? So the fitness project right now is open until May. Oof, what day? I know enrollment closes June 4th. So this is our six week group coaching program where we help people set the foundation for their life. And so this is open until June 4th. And then the first day is June 7th. So wow. uh, you can find that out at, I would just connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. That's usually the best. So Brian Pickowitz, P-I-C-K-O-W-I-C-Z. Uh, it's the easiest way. And then just shoot me a message and we'll connect and we'll have a conversation and see how we can support you. Yeah, great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking today. And um, it sounds like you're doing so well and just, you know, crushing it down there in Texas. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it, unless you have anything else that uh, you want. No. Um, so what are you the most excited about right now? Me? Yes. What am I most excited about? Turn to the tables. Um, probably like really building this up. Like I have some more people that I'm, I'm thinking about asking on and um, different spaces too, because I always want to hear like different um, approaches to things. So I'm really excited about getting some more guests on here, building this up and um, finding out ways too that I can continue to help people from home. So if that's, Mm -hmm. you know, training virtually or um, anything like that, I'm thinking about getting uh, my nutrition certification too. So uh, just to always looking to expand my knowledge. So Love that. Yeah, the yeah. podcast is a great way to. It's a really great way to connect to people and have uh, different conversations and learn. So you're uh, you're crushing it. So thank you so much. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on, Haley, and this has been a blast. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I really appreciate it.